Hey, and welcome to the Lost Out Podcast. I'm your host, Trent Cassaberry, and I'm here again with JP. Yo. He's back. It He's is back, I. boys. <laughs> I've been trying to get JP back on this uh, this podcast for, I don't know, months. Oh, a couple months, yeah. yeah. I haven't been ducking you, I swear. No, like, I know, I, I know. I really want to be here. You're a busy here. man. You're a yeah. busy man, dude. So, uh, I think I called him out. I called JP out whenever uh, he posted something on Facebook, and it was one of those deeper thought kind of criticisms about well i don't know it could be it could be alluding to society right, or something right. specific but it was it was a real general uh statement and so i was like why don't you come on because i mean you obviously have things you want to say why don't you come yeah. on into my podcast and let's talk about it because the last time that you were here we were mainly focused on your your music right you know what you're right. what you're doing and your passions and now i want to know a little bit more about the man yeah and the ideas behind it we we kind of talked a little bit about it last time right. but it was we were, it was trying to make it where it was focused in context you know, in of context the of the music yeah. yeah as far as motivations and, For sure. and things like that but now i want to know what are your ideas jp <laughs> <laughs> what do you what, what's going on what, what irks you and what do you think is is I, I guess you would say for lack of better phrasing like what is what do you think is right and what do you think is wrong because you're you're a highly opinionated person yeah and i care about it listening yeah, to those for things. sure um well, like, as of lately, I had taken some time off of Facebook. Not all social media necessarily, but it's like Facebook. And it's I, I chose Facebook because it's it's just a lot closer to home. You know what I mean? And, like, s- social media can be, like, a pretty irritating environment. Uh, and so, like, I, I just deleted the app from my phone. Uh, I was probably off of it for, like, a month and a half or so. And then as soon as I got back on, um, I even still, I wasn't like reacting or interacting with anyone. I was just kind of like, you know, observing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, and then like things came about as they do. Like I get on there one day and the the discussion of the day um, (laughs) for, you know what I mean? For the internet was uh, something that I was just like, okay, well, I guess I'll, throw my ballot in this box here do you like, remember what the discussion was that brought um, you back i think it was the office thing the office i thing? really i really think it was it's like so, it's so trivial though. <laughs> it's like no it wasn't politics it wasn't that's, social issues that's fucking, it was just the office that got me back <laughs> that's social media though man because it's like it's it's we we for the most part we want to live distracted lives and so we focus on shit that's trivial you mm-hmm. know what i mean like uh it's like and at the same time, it was, you know, I was giving my friends a hard time. Uh, people who like the uh, the office or whatever. I really like the office. I just feel like I know more about it than the people I was arguing with. <laughs> I, I see where I see where you're coming from, because we kind of talked about this before we even started uh, the episode. But like, I think what, what, what we pretty much came to terms with was that you well, I think that it's, it's actually a, a lot more important what I said before was you have to know what you're talking about to have a, a conscious yeah. opinion of it or a, a more broader an intellectual opinion. Right. You, you, you have to be, be informed about it. But what I don't like is people that don't know really anything about what they're talking about, except for like reading a headline right. or, you know, watching one or two episodes like this is the greatest thing ever. And now this is my religion. And anybody that says yeah. anything against it or kind of criticizes yeah. anything about it, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah, I right. will destroy you. Yeah, and that, I don't like that. It's like you, you gotta. Everything has its pros and cons. There are right. good things and a lot of and a, and a lot of things, 
but there's also like there's like a, an underlining possible malevolence right. behind it mm-hmm. that like you said you like to break down tv shows and really right. see what's the what's the theme what's the yeah. what are they trying to say in this as if it's like a song or right. poetry uh, it is it really it is. is it's trying to tell you something it's a story it's so, trying to get a message across mm-hmm. and so and the same thing can be said about the more recently like the whole my whole tirade yesterday on facebook about kanye yeah like it's like i love yay like he's you know what i mean like to anybody who's been heavily influenced by this culture like especially like growing up like and yo he was one of the first guys that i heard that i really felt like he was somebody i was more closely related to than like any of my other influences like yo he he speaks like somebody who understands where i'm where i'm at he's just like a major influence on me like very early on in my life and like i've always been a fan now because of like the the antics and like his uh political religious you know changes over the past couple of years uh or what most of us feel like are changes which they they might not actually be at all but uh these things came about and i didn't care about any of it like honestly like i'm as as deeply immersed in in this culture as i am like i could care less about the man behind the microphone really like i don't care I'm a fan of like that's and I made a post and people took totally out of context. I was like, y'all fell so in love with the artist that th- y'all consciously chose to disregard the art. Yes. I love Kanye. This album is lackluster. And when I said that, people chimed in and was like, Oh, the internet got to you. They made it cool to hate on Kanye. I was like, I don't fuck about none of that shit, bro. Like <laughs> it's like I I listened to the album, like I've been a fan for over ten years now. Like, this is the first time I heard something from him I was like wow and after the first three songs I was like I really have to muscle through this shit and I wanted to really give it a chance and I really wanted it to be good because I love Kanye like um, or I love his music rather like and so but there's like you know I would I I had to recognize as like for lack of a better term like brand loyalty yes where everybody was like oh well it's Kanye so like I refuse to you know exist in a world where he, he doesn't put out an album that's good and so it's like, yo, if you don't think it's good, you just don't get it because he can't put out anything that's not good. And yeah. so I was like, yeah, I watched, you know, one of my favorite artists of all time put out two bad albums back to back. And not once did I stand up and go, uh, this shit is fire because I like him. Yeah. And you guys just don't get it. I've, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I've that's absurd. That, like, there's some, there's some bands out there that have put out songs that are just the, the vibe is just a different vibe. Than right. what they're usually like there are there are bands that i've listened to that they put out one out like they put out that first album and then every single consecutive album afterwards it still has that same vibe yeah. and that's what that's how i know them so if they changed right. it then it would just be like like you say more lackluster right and that's how i felt whenever uh, they uh, a lot of you know because i used to listen to a lot of like metalcore or like rocky stuff right you know so if they went more to kind of like radio appropriate right like lincoln like say let's say lincoln park that That was was an old one right i was just gonna go there yeah Yeah. lincoln park before man they were just like insanely like hype they were real punk yeah and then they shifted to where it's all everything is kind of slower it's more like there's no screaming or nothing there's no angst there's no there's no real i don't know there's i remember the transition yeah like 
like so vividly. It's freaking like, Transformers is what Transformers. <laughs> yeah, really, that. it they was though. That. Like it was, yeah. it was minutes to midnight. Yeah. Um, that one dropped, and like all of my friends that I know that were like huge LP fans, like have been for a while. Uh, they were like, "Yo, this album is fucking garbage," and just like. I was like, yeah, it's mad different. This honestly, like, almost doesn't even sound like Linkin Park. But then it was like a couple weeks had gone by, and I was still listening to it, just trying to like figure it out for myself. And I was like, I just came to the conclusion. I was like, even if I'm alone in this, you guys are crazy. Yeah, this album is outstanding. Like, yeah, it's, it's not familiar. It's just different. Yeah, you know what I mean. We Do get you think so. That could be what Kanye's all about. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's not that bad. It's just that it's just not what you're used to. Yeah, and know. which he's done that before. You know what I yeah. mean? Like he he had his uh what a lot of us call like his his big trilogy, his big three in the very beginning. Like college dropout, late registration, graduation, all timeless classic Kanye projects, and then he backdoored with I think it was uh 808s and Heartbreak. Yeah. Um and it was an album that was entirely produced in auto tune. Um and it was it was so different it was so unlike anything he had done before it's kind of like abstract it was very, yeah it was very abstract very experimental but it was iconic mm-hmm. it worked you know what i mean like because despite how unfamiliar it was it was still like on par with his previous works and he'd done that more than once throughout his career because he did my beautiful dark twisted fantasy which was also unlike anything he had done before it was experimental it was he was working with a lot more people like feature features wise on the album and it was again like classic it was outstanding and so i was like i've seen yay switch it up like over the years i've seen him approach from very different angles very different sounds and so and people like might are under the impression that oh well you know it just doesn't connect with you or you just don't agree with it maybe because it's a gospel album but like i grew up in church like i really have an affinity and appreciation for worship music you know what i mean and the production on it is on par with what you'd expect from kanye it was just Mm -hmm. like i had never heard a kanye album where i liked all the parts about it except the parts where he was rapping yeah you know what i mean i was like i'm like the production is obviously dope, but I was like, I'm not here to listen to a beat tape. I want to hear some fucking Kanye. Like, <laughs> like, and so, I mean, that's, but it's, it was, it is unfamiliar, but I feel like that's not where, you know, my critique of it was coming from. I've seen him do unfamiliar things over the years and yeah. it's always worked. Yeah. I, I, and I agree with you. That's why I, I don't really get into um, talking about things in the comments section. Right. Yeah. You know, cause yeah. I mean, you know me, like, I like long form, you know, conversations yeah, yeah. To be so engaging. we can really get to the, the heart of what's going on. Because if it's just, I'm going to make a, st- like you make a statement and then I reply to that. Yeah. Statement, and then it's all absolute yeah. statements yeah. and it's so, definitive. Yeah. And it's all subject to people's perception and how they choose to take what you say, because you can't really articulate it all in a comment section. No. So I try, I tend to just, that's why I hit you up. I was just yeah. like, why don't we come and talk about it? Because yeah. <laughs> I want to know where you're coming from. Like specifically on the, on the Kanye thing. I haven't listened to the whole album, right. which you have, I'm assuming, right? Yes, sir. Um, I do. Cause I do pay attention to a lot of like, you know, political stuff and he's been referenced in, in politics. I know that him and his wife, they, they went to the white house and they got, yeah. um, 
lesser charges or something for you know prison inmates for yeah they've know, been doing like, a lot of work a lot of good stuff right yeah and there's a uh, there's a a black conservative uh, political commentator I guess you would say her name is Candace Owens she was on I had an episode yeah um, titled uh, the Revolt Summit I don't know if you watched that I have yeah. but I I really liked it and I think that she was saying a lot of things and she was getting shot down a lot. Absolutely. And shut down, but she was really articulating in facts and points, and right. everybody else was just. I feel like it was a an appeal to pity. Yeah, what everybody else is is like. If you're emotionally invested in this, there has to be an enemy instead of looking at yourself right. and start focusing on what. How can I actually change it instead of just you know raising my pitchforks and yelling that the system is broken and right. all this? Right. Like this is this is what's really going on. We don't like it because you have to look at the mirror. And I think that's what she was presenting. And then he kind of, like Kanye come, gets pulled up into that. And I think he was there or like for like, he started like a church service or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one Sunday or something. And then he was singing and then everybody was there. And it was just like bringing the black community together right? on a fundamental value system. Mm-hmm. Instead of just we're all together to hate something that's all that's right. exterior. We want to look on the inside. And I think that's what he's trying to do. But I mean, like I said, I haven't even. I, this is just a. This is just me watching from a sideline. Right, right. But I do like where he's going with it. I think that he's, you know, he's been through a lot of stuff. Yeah, you know? for sure. I think he had mental issues. I don't know mm-hmm. a whole lot about that, but I think that he's 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 grasping for something that is meaningful, and yeah. if that can positively influence not just the black community but just people as a whole, yeah, that enjoy that type of genre or just enjoy his life. That's a that's a positive. I don't see it as a negative. But right. people can be people, can be, people like I agree with you. I haven't listened to it. Um, that you can still be a critic. You can yeah. still be like I like certain aspects of this, but I didn't like this. And then like you said, people will just jump down your throat if you're <laughs> if you like it. They'll yeah. jump down your throat for for hating it because it's different. And if you don't like it, then they'll jump down your throat because it's like everything is big ultimatums. And yeah. you can't you can't just be objective anymore. It's uh, it's it's strange because his whole his whole thing with like putting on the MAGA hat or one of the points he was trying to make with the whole MAGA hat thing was um, not being bound to monolithic thinking. Yes. You know what I mean? Or polarized schools yeah. of thought where, yo, it's either this way or it's this way. Yeah. Mob mentality. Yeah. And so and which like I didn't agree. I understood where he was coming from. You know what I mean? Because I'm definitely one for myself personally to feel like you know uh thinking in incredibly definitive terms or thinking in absolutes is a very dangerous way to be you know like it's easy to think oh well you got to be on this side or on this side but at the same time it's like why you know what i mean and people don't want to like yeah like you were saying about the whole thing at the summit it was like yo if things rile you up emotionally then you feel like this is what's important. But it's like when it comes to actually understanding, analyzing, you know what I mean? That yeah. reaction to that specific occurrence or that specific, you know what I mean? A stance on any given issue. It's like, yo, people don't want to hear that shit. It's like, no, I don't care. I'm pissed. This yeah. this upsets me. You know what I mean? Yeah, so make like, sure that you're, if you're, if you're pissed, make sure it's directed in the right way. And right. that's, that's why I think it's really important to, to, 
when you are emotionally invested and you're riled up about something, you need to, before you start going on this huge activism streak, yeah. right? you should figure out, is, am I being led to this by other influences or did I make a conscious, did I look into this is the, this is the enemy or right. this is why I'm riled up or this is the real issue? Look into it. Like I right. do as much as you, because you don't want to go out there and then start saying something that is, actually wrong because and when it comes to emotions emotions are awesome we need that yeah right yeah. that's it's a big deal it's a it's a huge motivator we wouldn't have music if we didn't have an emotional capacity right right so yeah. i'm i'm never i know i try to say that i'm like I, I try to think as much logically as possible absolutely that is way more difficult than just getting riled up <laughs> emotionally yeah and then you know standing up and be like because you can sway anybody with like music or words that are that are influential, but they're it's appealing to the sensibilities of, of people. Right. It's easy to sway people in one way or the other on an emotional basis. But here's the deal on an individual level. How many times have you felt something and it's been wrong moreover than right? Often. A, a lot. Often. Yeah. Often. Yeah. So if your ideology was, it began on an emotional level, you should be, looking at yourself and asking the questions, am I being pushed into this by mm. right wing, left wing ideologies from like, cause if you really break it down, like, especially in politics, that's all they do is they say, well, we're standing up for you because you're not, you oppressed. And in any way it could be on an economic basis, financially, it could be on a racially thing. And I just feel like they, they always doing that. And instead yeah, of just like, for sure. because they kind of have to because to be able to explain the nuances people don't have that kind of they don't care they don't want to yeah. hear all that they yeah. just want to be like fix it okay and so when it comes to like the presidency i don't particularly like the way that trump like speaks i think that he's very abrasive in a lot of things right but looking at his administration and what he's accomplished versus the others he's done a lot man and I can hate the guy, but I like what he does. Right. Like as far as policy. And that's essentially, he's not, his job is not to be the Messiah. Right. It's not. So I can be highly critical of his Twitter feed. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. what he does is not bad. It's not hurting anybody. In fact, it's trying to benefit everybody equally and push, and things are better now than they have ever been in the world. But all we do is focus on the negatives. Right. Right. And all we do is we hate a person by influences that people don't they don't like him just for okay his twitter feed is bad i i get it he's a he doesn't know how to communicate yeah right. yeah <laughs> but he's he's a good he's a good president i think that's my that's my fundamental deal i don't like everything that he does but right. as far as policy goes the guy's got a gun he's got a made man and he'll win like I'll, I'll bet i'll bet right now 2020 that guy's gonna win oh yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't argue that at all um i said that before he won the first time yeah I was like, he's going to do eight. Really? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, um, most presidents do. And so the the thing, but it was like wild because like he, even when he won, there was this, there, it was, it was huge. Like the, it was that actual outrage because such a large <clears throat> number of Americans like did not want him to win. Yes. And so, and it stayed that way. You know what I mean? It's, it if nothing else like made everything even more polarized you know what i mean um with regards to like the things that people associate with trump and his administration it's like 
so which is which is just like very strange to me in that you can like maybe a specific policy or the way an administration is doing something and it's like oh well this person sides with you know the right they're obviously a racist yeah and so but Mm -hmm. it's like yo wait like especially with politics you know what i mean i feel like with a two-party system it's hard for you know the average person not to see shit in black and white not to see things or red and blue rather yeah you know what i mean so um i don't follow at all don't follow the politics i I just don't i like i understand the importance thereof i i really do but at the same time uh i was telling a friend of mine uh who whenever she was here um i was telling i was like y'all understand what's going on in the world like most of us really do and we're choosing whether it's to be distracted or just to focus on ourselves like it's like yo you get you get one life man like and if and i was like for the change that people feel like is necessary it's not going to come through any administration i I honestly believe that it's on individual well that's how the, the west was well america essentially was founded on the idea of individual sovereignty we the people yeah and it's our personal responsibility to pursue what you know the pursuit of happiness which i think that that was taken superficially Mm -hmm. it's really a pursuit of meaning and purpose right to find sustained happiness right because happiness is fleeting i could be happy stump my stump my toe out going out the door and now i am immediately yeah yeah and so that's fleeting it's an emotion happiness is for sure but so i don't want to pursue that i want to pursue something that's meaningful right valuable but if someone handed that to me it loses its value i have to pursue it i have to struggle yeah i have to overcome on an individual level and that's what the west was founded on right pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and pursuing something that is meaningful and you have the opportunity here right what i think is going on politically is there's this idea is like Everybody needs to be equal. Well, we all are. We are all equal in our value, but we're all different as well. And that's what makes life beautiful. That's what makes us unique. But the way that the, specifically the left is trying to do it, it's more of a Marxist uh, idea or a socialist idea, which is that everybody will get paid the same. Everybody will be, uh, will be taken care of and it'll be some kind of utopia. Right. On an emotional level, it makes a lot of sense. Right. Or I can see that I can uh, I can empathize with that. Right. But. Look at what you do when that happens. No one's. It's like, like in uh, the Incredibles. He says, like, once everybody has superpowers, no one will. You know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If everybody's super, no one will be. Right. Right. And I think that's the same thing. If everybody's equal, no one's unique. No one stands out. I feel like, and everything the, is just falls flat. The biggest deterrent from us making progressive steps in a direction where the common will. Uh, the you know what I'm saying of everyone is our priority is the uh is this idea that uh cap well capitalism is competition on every level you know what I mean so you have people who have worked incredibly hard I've literally had people be like yo I worked my ass off to get my degree mm-hmm. so fuck no you're not going to school for free and it's like damn like because there's this sense of like 
it's not necessarily entitlement, but it's like, I'm better than you. Like, because this first place medal says so. Yeah. You know, capitalism is competition. Even like, you know, like you go to get a job, you're competing mm-hmm. with other people like for yeah. that job. And so it's just like a level of competence. Right. Yes. And so the thing with and I feel like it has a lot to do with like our, you know, um, I want to say like ego, but it's more specific to the idea that. uh, If everyone is equal like really equal to 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 the like to the degree that um we don't have poor people let's just say to that extreme yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. to where like no one's poor like suffering and struggling really then it invalidates that sense of accomplishment within ourselves because like we really don't do a lot of shit for ourselves you know what i mean it's it, we do shit because we understand what it means to other people. You know what I mean? I know I have friends like close family. It's like, yeah, I didn't really buy that BMW because I really fucking wanted a BMW. I bought the BMW because I understand what it means when yeah. people see that shit. As a, as a show of status. Right. Yeah. And I think that, the, well, you can look at that and be, that's a negative, but I really don't think it's, and I think it's more multifaceted than that. I think that being able to doing that, you did it because you could. You did it because you wanted to show right. that you did work to get that BMW, right? right? I worked really, really hard, and now I have something that showcases that, right. to, that shows my competence, and I'm confident in myself. And people look at that and be like, man, I wish I could have a BMW like that. All right? You can. Now, it's the people that look at them and be like, you never will because I'm a beast, you yeah. know? And yeah. I'm the only person who could do that. That's, that's over. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's arrogance. That's not yeah, confidence. Yeah. And so there's a balance there. But I think that, like you're saying with competition, we're doing that since we were children. Yeah. They do it in the animal kingdom. It's all, everything is always a fight. Life is a fight. Yeah. So you're trying to take an then entire the system, though. the entire world, yeah. and create some kind of utopia. Once you do that, the color is gone. Like then, the color in the world will, yeah. will disappear. And I, I say that it's metaphorical. Right, right, right. It's we life is so beautiful because of our struggle because we have to fight for something that we find is meaningful if everything is perfect and everything is like a garden of eden right and there is no trials and tribulations everyone's equal on every single level financially all that stuff there's nothing to fight for anymore i feel like and i understand um not necessarily to that extreme yeah Um, as an example for sure um, there's never going to be anything utopic about our human experience. We'll always find a way to fuck it up for ourselves. Oh, we'll always um, complain. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm saying. So, like, um, the thing, the thing is though, is I recognize that you have people in positions, um, that they were born into. You know what I mean? And yeah. and a lot of those people are ones in positions of power, saying. Uh, you know the narrative the old pull yourself up by your bootstraps narrative yeah. and it's like yo I get it but you really have people you know like and it gets talked about like yeah. where it's like you know people working 50 60 hours a week mm-hmm. you know what I mean and don't have health care and now being 
taxed annually for not having health, being punished for not for not being able to afford health care. Yes. And so stuff like that with regards to um, the struggle or what it really means to like survive. Like people, some people just drop off. Like I, I, I know people that have literally just been like, yo, you know what? I'm gonna just go to jail. Yeah. You know what I mean? And have the system take care of me, which is like a completely different issue. But mm-hmm. like what what I'm seeing as I look out into the world is I'm not I don't I don't think we're capable of perfection in terms of how we govern ourselves as a society. Yeah. Like utop like a utopic future is, you know, a, a, it's fucking fairy dust it's you know what i mean yeah. it's never gonna happen but uh i just don't understand why it's such a taboo to be like things aren't as bad as they were but that's the narrative you stand on to shoot down ideas to make things better yes and so it's like people are just like oh well the first thing out of most people's mouths when you like when like policies get proposed or uh like I say, like uh, people want to like start instituting different, like a, a different means or different processes for doing things. And the first thing out of most people's mouths is like, "Well, this is some to some degree like this is how it's always been. This yeah. has never been an issue before." Yeah, it's I like yeah, if I it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, hey, but if we can, we have the means to do better to be better yes and so, but i think and, and and i'm not i agree with you yeah i i agree with you with your point the problem is like everything can be taken to an ex- extreme like you already stated so are you trying to add to or tweak what's already there because it has worked like you said it's worked so essentially like say we're in, we're in the military right right we want to scrap the entire usm you know, the, the entire like judicial code when it comes to the military, or we want to take away the four pillars, the everything, and then replace it with something else. Yeah. How do we know that that's not going to just destroy everything and everything's going to crumble? So I like the idea of, yes, we need to continually progress because life is progression. Right. We are always trying to progress to be better than we, where we are, be a better man than I was yesterday. Right. We're, we're trying to progress in our lives. And so, society is also trying to do the same thing that doesn't mean you should destroy what was already there and say this isn't working when it actually is in fact people are trying to migrate to the west not just america but just the west in general from every other society and government and country and the rest of the world this is the this is where you have the most opportunity and freedom liberty right to have to be able to have these kinds of conversations, to be able to express ourselves in a religious fashion, if we want, right. you know, it's complete freedom. But we look at the injustices; we should be looking at them, but trying to upheave, up, upheave, you know, and throw away the entire foundation on that basis. Yeah, on that basis, without really, because, like, for instance, and I'm, I know I'm kind of like I have a lot of things going through my head, so I'm yeah. trying to slow it down and articulate it. Like the Green New Deal. Have you ever heard about that? Or no, let's go climate change. Okay. Yeah. So that's climate change. We're all going to die in 12 years. That's the most extreme right. sense. Everyone's right. like, you know, climate catastrophe um, is a big topic right now. So people are proposing these bills and ideas of we need to just completely go green, get rid of fossil fuels, all this. Uh, I really think there's a lot of things that are in that that have to do with power and less of no one really gives a shit about 
like those people that are proposing those things, yeah, I really yeah. don't think, I really do not think that they actually give a shit about the climate. But that's just me being, obje- uh, yeah. being as, criti- as as highly critical as possible. Fair. But here's the deal. Yeah. People get mad whenever you say, okay, all right, how are you going to pay for it? They don't like it whenever you combat that idea. Right, because right. They, like, this is a big issue. It doesn't matter how much money it's going to Yes, it does. Because... Yeah, we could save the planet and then all die of starvation. So, because we're all poor now and we're the only country that actually did it. And then you have China, then you have Russia, then you have like all these other countries that aren't doing that. They're like, no, fossil fuels is working. It's worked for us. And yeah, it may be slightly affecting the climate, but not on the scale that you're talking about. And so I don't agree with that. But that's what I'm saying is you take small thing that you want to change something. You maybe should, maybe we should start transitioning into finding different sources that are better than fossil fuels. Fair enough. I like that. Show me the science of what is the best power source. Solar doesn't work. We tried that. Yeah. Right. We looked at it. We had, you know, solar panels. It's just too much. And when when the clouds come over, you're not getting no sun. (laughs) Yeah. And half the day is gone because in a 24 hour, you know, period. Right. The sun isn't always there. So you, you can't harness it until we can figure out a way to harness it. So, no one wants to have those kinds of those kinds of conversations yeah. because it's really nuanced and very complex. These right. are complex issues. Absolutely. So, like there was this there's this girl that little girl, and she went on the stage in like the a big summit or something. It was like a yeah, it came UN. across my feet. Yeah, I the UN stuff, yeah. and she is just basket casing like you've destroyed my future. You know, like everything is people are dying and whatever switzerland yeah yeah <laughs> and then i looked into that and i was like people are really died and so like what's going on here wrong yeah completely false yeah it's just appeal to pity it's a it's a logical fallacy it's like you hype people up on an emotional level right and then everyone's on the bandwagon and that's that's not smart man yeah. i don't like it so i agree with you on the fact that there are things that we need to happen that to change things for the better to give everyone the the, the most opportunity but i don't think that up, up like just completely upheaving the entire right. system and throwing it out the window like that that was meaningful people fought and died yeah. for this you know we don't need to throw it away we shouldn't throw it away and i feel the same way about religion yeah like me i'm a christian and i'm i'm not perfect and i'm not, and, the, and the bible even does, talks about that like you were all not perfect yeah we're never yeah. going to be perfect so i don't like it when christians are like you're going to hell because you did this or you're living your life like this. It's like, that's not what Jesus said. Yeah. That's that that had nothing to do with it. He said, love everybody. Right. And love when it's how it's described inside Corinthians, first Corinthians, it's like, it's patience, it's kindness. Right. It's not boasting. It's not envious. It's not belittling. Right. It's pure selflessness and looking at somebody for not just what they do and who they are right now, but their potential loving them based off of, the endless potential that that person has, right. regardless of their ideological views, you love them. That's what Jesus said. Yeah, Christians in like big established churches, what you're like right. you were talking about, yeah, like yeah. The, like denominations and all that. Like I don't, I don't subscribe. I'm non-denominational. Yeah, I read and I pray and yeah. I have a personal relationship with God. Right, and I mess up a lot and actually <laughs> it's i'm very critical of myself yeah. i mess up way too much i'm like god why am i like this and he's yeah. like because you're beautiful and you have to have choice and you have to go through these things and there's a piece about it that i have never yeah. been and i've looked into a lot of different religious ideas and buddhism was an easy one for me because it's really just you know 
be one with the cosmos kind of you yeah. know thing so there really isn't anything specific in it it's just kind of like just be zen and not care about anything yeah you know so it's like a weird mix of it's like i don't know but you know that's i'm getting away yeah. theological <laughs> right now but everything can be taken to an extreme don't destroy what is already there make it better right that's my idea understandably so um I feel like we already have the means to progress in a way that's beneficial, you know, to to all of us. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, I don't feel like like so. I was having a discussion with a guy in my shop, and he was basically saying like, okay, so say climate change is destroying the world. He's he's a real man of science. This one, yeah, yeah. And he's like, uh, say climate change is destroying the world, and uh, we find out like an actual time frame for when life will no longer be sustainable on the planet. He was like, you don't think that like, you know, even if it's just, you know, like a few centuries from now, like that we wouldn't be able to like travel to a different planet and like establish life. And I was like, absolutely not. Nope. And he was just like, how? Like he couldn't wrap his mind around the fact that I was just like, nope. And I was like, bro, cause you, I was like, I'm not saying that it wouldn't be possible. I was like, you understand science as a man of science. I was like, as an artist, I understand the human condition. Yeah. I understand people. And I was like, we don't have a history, especially in America. We don't have a history of doing what's best for the collective good. What are you talking about? We don't. I don't agree with we that. We don't. Like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll hear you out. Yeah. You got more to add? Yeah. Then I can talk about yeah. it. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, granted, there has been a lot of like strides made, you know what I'm saying, for the greater good. But it's like it's always come from the few. I feel like like you take into account to where it was just like, we'll say civil rights. You know what I mean? You know they they like Martin Luther King was vilified. He was the bad guy for his time because why? Because this is the way things have always been. You know what I mean? Like you sit at the back, you drink at your own water fountain. You know what I mean? They tell you to move, you move. Like, and this is the way things are. Like, who are you? But history vindicated his story. You know what I mean? Because he was actually doing what was right, you know, and not just, you know, for himself. It was it was a a selfless experience to uh, a selfless thing for him to take on that that role. To be like, well, if I got to be the guy, then so be it. And not just him, but I take into account guys like uh Gandhi shit Jesus you know what i mean like it's 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 always on an individual basis though there's always a charismatic or an incredibly intelligent or spiritually realized individual like i said it always starts with the minority you know what i mean who decides hey i'm going to move forward and create this kind of change which is why i'm so detached from it all i know i don't have that in me you know to to be like a was like, like a lot of the a lot of the shit that like even uh say for instance and I'm, I'm rabbit trailing but real quick no, my good. friend a friend that's of mine like said on Facebook the other day like yo y'all still ranting about how y'all don't watch the NFL every Sunday that shit's lame because there was like this whole boycott about you know cap and everything so it's like it's like oh you know everybody's all these people saying that they're not gonna watch oh, calling yeah like I don't care man it's sports dude. 
That's sports. And the thing was, is like, I understood it because at the end of the day, like, he stood up for what he believed in, what was actually right. It was just. Well, technically, he's, he kneeled and, down for what he believed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he took a knee for what yeah. he believed. No, I, and so, I, but I they blackballed him for it. You know what no, I mean? I mean, I, I get it. So, in regards to that specific incident, or incident, I. I want to hear you out and we'll start a dialogue. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about it. Let's look at the stats. Well, no, let's it's, come it's, up with it. it's not about that I exactly. That, but I don't agree with how he decided to do that. Right. Because you can obviously know that that's going to trigger a lot of people because the national anthem is not about cops. Yeah. It's not about, it has not, it, there is no, there, there's no correlation, you know? So right. you can st- kneel down, stand up for certain things and make a statement or whatever, but you have to have a correlation. You have to have yeah. something that, like, you have to do something, like, say that, say that he was, uh, he went out and he just stood in front of a police station, you know, and he just held up a sign that just said, you know, whatever, hands up, don't shoot, I don't give a shit, yeah. whatever. Yeah. That, him being a prominent figure, that would have been more meaningful, and people would have been like, what is he talking about, Right. So they, people would understand it. So people that don't know what he's standing up for, or kneeling down for, right, 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 automatically make their assumptions based off of what you just did. What I just did was I kneeled for the national anthem, and that makes me look like I'm standing against everything that America is, because there's a lot of things that went into the national anthem and our Americans' pride and the freedom that we have. Right. So kneeling there, it's like, I don't like that's that. I I just don't agree with that. I think that it was, yeah. it's. He put it on himself. I want to I want to hear what he has to say. Yeah. I, I care about it. What, what kind of research do you have? Let's talk about it. Make a statement that has that correlation. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So I, the thing but was, I mean, when it comes to not watching NFL, man, get over yourself. It's a game. That's the thing. Is like, a friend of mine was like he he made that he made that post and he was like, yo, that shit's lame. Like y'all talking about how y'all was still boycotting the NFL. Like it's non consequential is the term that he used. And yeah. he was like, go fucking do something about it. You know what I mean? It's like if you really understand like the context yes. in which like he was kneeling for, he was like, then go do something about it. And I made a similar like comment about like ASAP Rocky. Yeah. He said what he said about, you know, like people blowing him up about the situation in uh, Carolina about with Mike Brown. He was like, yo, like y'all, we just supposed to rally. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, yo, I, I live in fucking Calabasas. Like, I don't relate to what's going on out there. I've never had those types of experiences before. And he was like, yo, it's just like, you know, it's not my place. And so, but people were looking to him as a a, a black person of influence. You yes. know what I mean? Because J. Cole was literally out there in the fucking streets. That's where his heart is at. You yeah. know what I mean? So everybody's like, he was like, yo, that's just not me. And so, but he was uh, wrongfully incarcerated out in Sweden. Somebody attacked him and his, his people. Like he got into a fight in public. They J. Arrest- Cole or no, ASAP? No, ASAP. Oh, I don't know the story. So, so they arrested him for assault. Um, they arrested him, charged him with assault. Um, and even though he was wrongfully incarcerated, people took those comments and was pretty much like, call it karma. Like, we don't we, we, we don't stay in Sweden. We can't relate to what's going on out there, like flipping his own words against him. But I was like, motherfucker, are you for or against social injustice? <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't have it both ways. I was like, <laughs> yeah, you might be pissed at what he said, but at the end of the day, like you mocking him just says that you're also a hypocrite. Yeah, yeah well, we... 
You know Everyone what I mean? Is, like, man. And so like, it's like about it, at some level, we are all hypocrites. I say a lot of things that I am personally working on in myself. Right. It's not that I don't recognize that I have these faults and these flaws, but when I talk about them, it's like I'm saying it more for me than I am even for you. Yeah. Because I know what the truth is, and you're right. People are so easily malleable that they don't really know anything about the issues. Yeah. Like me personally, I don't think that Colin Kaepernick really knows about the stats. He hasn't really looked at it. He doesn't understand. Like there are people that are dispossessed, especially in inner cities. Right. And that every single, like not every single video, but I've watched a lot and I've done a lot of research on like police brutality. I want to know the issues. I think that it's very complex. There are people and cops specifically right that are either racist or highly sensitive and freaked out right when they're in those situations which they should not be in those situations they shouldn't right. be cops right you still need you still need cops though <laughs> like yeah but the deal is like a lot of the ones that uh, the stories that break out there i've watched a video i think it was a while back it was several months ago and it was these people that were stealing right and then the cops like there's it's a family right right well there's like a little like a couple of kids and then a husband and a wife and the wife is like put down like you know all they showed was she was like put on the ground putting on handcuffs and everybody's screaming and the kids are crying and that's what they showed right right? then i watched a full video the entire thing uncut they were fighting against the cops like throwing hands and stuff they didn't shoot them they yeah. didn't do anything. They they literally said, like, listen, you stole stuff. We saw you stole it. Right. And now you need to give it back. And we're gonna we're gonna go downtown. Gonna, everything was calm until they start screaming in the cops' face, start really like resisting arrest more or less. But anyway, all I'm saying is it's highly complex and it's easy to just be like and a lot of those situations are actually minority. It's just what's been thrown out yeah. to the public. Yeah. To get people riled up. I don't and it's a really unpopular opinion and i want to stand with people right i right i feel i feel for people i do but i don't want to stand up for something that is actually wrong and i'm being manipulated i don't want to be manipulated right that's my thing that's just me on that i feel like a large portion of it too is just like it's similar with you know it's just like kind of like this fraternity type you know relationship you have just like we do in the military just, yeah. I mean, I assume it's the same. It's like, well, like, you know, you got guys out there that have a reputation for excessive use of force and stuff like that, yeah. you know, and so, uh, and their partners would know. I agree. And don't yeah. say anything, you know what I mean? But it's like. And there's a lot of protection for. Yeah. Like, yeah. cops. I do agree with that. I Internal that investigation. Like, you should not be able to have plausible deniability. Or, I mean, like. I think that, so for instance, in the Bible, it talks in, I think it's First Peter. I know, okay, I'm referencing the Bible, yeah. but I think it really does have, a, there's a correlation here. Um, it says that the teachers will be judged more than yeah, everyone yeah, else. For sure. I agree with that. And I think that if you're law enforcement, you should be judged. Be held to a higher standard. Higher standards. Absolutely. But it's, but it's the opposite. And I don't like that. It's all like kind of, you have a little more freedom to get away with a lot of things. Yeah. And we're going to obviously cater towards your side. Okay, yes, you are a you're a public, you know, and law enforcement officer. I get that. So you know the law. Yeah. You're supposed to know the law. But if you break the law, you should be held to the higher standard. Right. And you should really go through an investigation, not just bury it because 
politically he doesn't look good. No, you happens sh- in the military too. If a, if a cop does something that is undeniably malevolent, and it's proven, because I believe that you're innocent until proven guilty, but right. the standards should be a lot higher. That's what you should do on the judicial system. Strong, hard, hard disagree. You don't agree uh, with innocent until proven guilty. Oh yeah, I, I, innocent until <laughs> proven guilty. Yeah, but when they're proven guilty, I think that the ramifications should be doubled. Yeah, like compared sure. to citizens, should I be way that, worse because that would stop a lot of these things. Because like, if I get caught, yeah, and now that they're looking at us under a microscope because we are public figures, we're public law enforcement, right, right. Once if I do something that is against what I swore to defend, you know then I am held at a higher standard and I will go to jail for life. That's what I think that this should change. Like, that would change. That would fix everything, I think. <laughs> it, it, it messes with the reputation of the organization, though. And so, like, that's why they they approve things like, you know, administrative leave while the unit that you work for is conducting an internal investigation yeah. about it. You know, but that's usually like the standard for it. That's usually what happens. Yeah, that and needs so, to change. I yeah. agree with you on that. And so, like, so, you know, you mean to tell me like the people that this guy fucking his kids play softball with on the weekends and they go, you know, to each other's houses yeah. for dinners. These are the guys that are supposed to, you know, yeah, they're not looking for justice. To, they're looking yeah. at how can how can we swing this to where we can get this guy right. off the hook? Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. And it should be an external. Well, if it's an apartment, yeah. you know, like you said, like it's all internal. Right. Get another department to come in, send somebody an IG. Yeah, to send it and to do it to do like an investigation. I feel like it's a similar thing with like the military. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we'd hear about you know colonels uh, getting caught with child porn. You know what I mean? Been in the military thirty years, and so it's like, but they'll get like retired in most cases. They'll yeah. get retired and like not have to face any jail time mm-hmm. because they were they're a part of the DOD. Like, they exist outside of, you know, like, this civilian construct of law. Yes. And so it's like, they'll get caught. You, they Well, you got to retire. You know what I mean? A lot of the times it's just like, but... You need to get out. But no. for, like, you know, like, it's, 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 it, it's bizarre to me, dude. Like, it blows my mind that it's like, not even like, yo, you got, we're going to kick you out and you'll have to stand trial, like, as a civilian. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, nah, you're just, you just got to go. And there's no real ramifications for mm-hmm. like that, a, a transgression of that caliber. And it's like, yo, if you do, then, you know, he's, he's a, a four-star general. He's the highest ranking, you know, of the highest ranking 1% in his entire branch. So how does that look when a guy who literally sits at the top? Yeah. So it's like just the safe face is what you're saying. Yeah, like, you don't absolutely. like that. And I, I agree with you on that. And I think that. It is. It's very. It's a very difficult issue because I can see it, and I'm playing devil's advocate here. I don't really particularly agree one side or the other. Well, I, I do agree that there is a massive injustice when it comes to that. Right. When everyone should be held to the same standard, unless you're someone of prominence, you should be held to a higher standard because right. you are the one percent, like you like you said, like you're the person that is in control or have a, an authority. Right. So the moral authority. Of we the people, and you know the judicial the, the the judicial system supersedes you. Mm. So if you start thinking that you 
are above that, then you should be cut down even further. Right. So I agree with you on that. And it's so when backwards. it comes to, I understand though why they would just be like, just get out. You know, you got to retire. You got to leave. But an airman, and it has happened in the past year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Senior airman or A one C went down for the same thing. Mm-hmm. He was uh, uh, like stripped of rank, had to serve time in military jail, mm-hmm. uh, separated, and then had to stand trial as a civilian. Yeah. Like, but same, like, same thing should have Exact same shit. Like, yeah. exact same crime. You know what I mean? But it's like, where's, I, I, there's some, I mean, it's just something, I, it's a facet I've never really understood about this 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 construct and it was like like i, I said the other day like well the, the foundation really, really schooled me to how honesty is not synonymous with integrity right and i agree but here's here's the thing that's funny well it's not funny sorry yeah it's uh the standards are right and they're they're just it's people that aren't following the standard that is already set so right it's not the standard that needs to change it's the people with the integrity to be able to uphold that standard and to, to be, to have nobility right. to do it and nobility. I'm not, I'm not talking about like a, a people class. I'm talking right, about right. the actual terminology of nobility is yeah. just to be a, a person of integrity, right. a person of that really values justice, not the whole social justice thing. That's like real justice. Like this is, obviously wrong on every level right that we can possibly comprehend when it comes to morality that everyone adheres to regardless of nationality we know that killing is wrong we know that rape is wrong we know these things these things are self-evident and if you're not actually upholding that you're going against the standard that it's already preset right and that's what needs to change people need to change not necessarily the foundational structure of things, especially in the West. And I don't like it when people throw that out there, but I agree with you. There are, there are, there are problems like that, but like you said, you don't really want to get into it. You don't want to like, you know, I don't like marching. I don't it's, like protesting. It, Cause it I takes, feel like it kind of just, people just have animosity. It just the people that are against it just become more against it. The right. People that are for it become more for it, but all they do is just yell. So they're not doing anything. So what I like to do is Go to, I just went through this NCO thing. This is a, uh, it's like a uh, seminar for, you know, the leaders. I mean, once we, yeah. we yeah. I ranked up and I, I uh, volunteered to do this thing. And it's like big chiefs, you know, like highest level of enlisted come in and we can all talk about things and how it means, what it means to be a leader. And so those, I asked questions when it came to the Q&A time, I was asking very hard questions because i really want to know i was like how yeah. do you deal with somebody like for instance one of the questions that i gave out was like how do you how do you address somebody who's like a nihilist a new, a new airman comes in right out of tech school 19 20 year old whatever yeah and they're they have a nihilistic worldview which is essentially like do you know what nihilism is yeah yeah, yeah there's a belief in nothing everything is meaningless right and it sounds freeing because there really is no standard everything is that doesn't really work in the long run. That's not sustainable. <clears throat> so I don't know who that is, but anyway, <clears throat> it's not sustainable. So how do you deal with that? And then he went on this whole thing and we were had to back and forth and it was awesome. I like to go to those people because if I'm asking those questions and they may not have thought of that. Yeah. So now they can start 
implementing things at their level. It's like, I know maybe we can start this new training for NCOs that can actually like how to communicate better, how to show that life is valuable and meaningful and purposeful, or maybe even airmen and FTAC, they can have a course that goes through, or, you know, like even a basic or, you know, those, that, that level, they can make the change. Yeah. Me, I can present it, but I went to the source instead of running, doing a 5k run with the, my shirt off writing death to the totalitarian, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not going to do shit. Dude. Yeah. Like, that's just my opinion. It's non-consequential. Mm-hmm. It takes a lifetime of work and effort. You know what I mean? If you really want to be that change, like I said, man, like MLK, Malcolm X, Gandhi, you know, Jesus, like they put their life, all of them put their life on the yeah. line. Literally, they literally <laughs> had to die for that said, shit. Put you know their I mean? life yeah. on the line. And most of them died exactly. because of it. Exactly. Like, Jesus was, I look crucified. out at people that are yeah. upset and I'm just like, y'all don't want it that bad. I'm not convinced. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like y'all, you're, you're, you're just upset. You're your in your words feelings are about falling it. on deaf ears because you know I mean? you're not willing to, to eat, to do anything about it. Yeah. But just yell at the injustice and who, who is going to make the change? Politicians. And right? that's why like, yeah, the policy makers. That's why I said, they like, don't give a shit about you. This is the one thing I'm vested in is the, the music. Yeah. It's the one thing like I look out like at my life, you know what I mean? Aside from my kid, obviously, but like, this is the one thing I'm like seriously invested in to where it's like, you know, I'm willing to put my life on the line. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. was having a discussion with my friend the other day about uh, the the difference between value and worth. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, I bought some uh, some knockoff AirPods because they're black and they're really cool. Yeah. So like my friend was like, he saw me post them, right? And was like, uh, he's like, oh, them ain't even AirPods for real. You fraudulent motherfuckers make me sick. And I was like, uh, really? A friend, another friend was like, yo, that shit's corny. Those aren't real. And I was like, yo, I was like, you know, like because you value this brand, the idea of this product offends you. It's it's worth it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's 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 worth the the tag that they put on it. And I was mm. like, I, I don't feel the same way. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like the product. I like the idea of the product. It's not worth the dollar sign that they tag onto it. And so yeah. I found it for cheap and I got it. Like, yeah. And it's, it kind of, it says a lot about your individual nature too, because yeah. you won't subscribe yourself just to getting the AirPods for status sake. Yeah. Right. Like for me, I'll, man, give me a Honda Civic, dude, I'll take that over any like, like. Lexus or something yeah. like any huge luxury thing that breaks like a BMW like you said yeah. a BMW that shit breaks all the time and you have to get you have to get parts from Italy yeah the maintenance <laughs> that's surrounded by that it's like yeah it's a higher status vehicle but what works better a Honda Civic you know what I mean the resale value for a Honda Civic is like 10 times more because it's reliable and its value is set way higher than something that is that costs way much, so much more you know right. so i agree with you i see i see where your line of thinking is on that yeah i understand like it's like yo you value these things you know what i'm saying and so you ascribe a different level of worth to them than i do mm-hmm. because i don't value them as much like, now attribute it to people yeah people that are of highest status and born into certain you know prominent places are they more valuable than someone who was born and raised in the bronx no we're all nah, the same we're yeah. all equally valuable yeah. Now it's up to us 
to make ourselves more valuable. Yeah, you gotta you gotta to continue that. Determine your own worth. Yes. And in the West, that's what we're allowed to do. We have the freedom to do it. But it's up to us. It's not no one else can tell us that. Yeah. And I don't like giving that to somebody else. Like it's your job to tell me what I'm worth. No. I tell I tell me what I'm worth. My mom, my family, they tell me that I'm I'm valuable, right? They tell me that I I, I have endless potential. Right. Okay, that's great. Now it's up to me to make myself that or better than what they've already right. told me. But it's up to me. That's what I love about the West. And I feel like it, it doesn't like I feel like even if we move in a way that's like more cater to taking care of ourselves as as a society as a whole i feel like there's if you if first of all like if if your desire to like to determine your own worth was solely based on the contrast of the people around you or in your society then like you really don't have that much drive no like you have as to, soon as one thing that comes at your face yeah it's, you're just like you give up and it's like oh it's like oh we're all on the same level now you know what I mean? And if that that thought or that idea like keeps you from being like, well, I guess there's no point in going higher now. You know what I mean? It's you like, that, it, yeah, like I, so I feel like it's like, yo, if, if you inherently have that, you know what I mean? And I feel like in certain aspects, like we are born into positions to where it's like, yo, we have no choice. Like we have to survive. We have to thrive. And not everyone has that, though. Yeah. Some people really call it quits. They check out early. Oh, absolutely. And so it's like, but because of the, you know the the strains the the stresses of survival not even like living it's just like trying to stay alive actively trying to stay alive like um uh just sidebar to where like somebody like meek mill yeah. who grew up in a neighborhood that was riddled with violence he was like yo it's public record you could you could you could look up you know what i mean um the the public records for the amount of homicides that took place in my neighborhood alone during the time from I was like 10 or you know 6 or 7 to 15 17 years old when I caught my first charge and he was like but even though I'm a felon and I grew up in an environment where people were literally dying around me all the time we're very accustomed to the sound of gunshots I'm not allowed to say that like oh I got this gun because I got PTSD yeah and he was like, but it's the environment we grew up in. You know what I mean? Some motherfucker gets shot in the head next door. My next door neighbor, like, dead. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but I'm supposed to have faith. And, you know, being the good old boy is just going to work out for me. Yeah. And I'm out here without a strap. And I'm getting jumped and my shoes stolen. And I got to walk home barefoot or in my socks. Like, And it's, it's, it's a very complex condition that we live in in terms of how we all make our own way mm-hmm. it's different for everyone obviously however there are entire demographics out there to where it's like our concerns aren't the same this the shit that we value in life are not the same is because somebody who's you know born into status uh, might lose their shit in the morning, have a bad day if their coffee isn't prepared properly. Just, you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, yes, but I agree. Like, I think that going forward, the people that are dispossessed or they're they're in a position that is either could be unfair or it's just yeah. way for well for one. I'll say this before I keep going on with yeah. my thought: the people that have had the the worst tend to the ones that make it out of that tend to be the most 
powerful and overcoming individuals yeah. ever known to man. So then you have other people that were born with a silver spoon in their mouth, right? And everything is perfect. They have no drive or they have they, they don't overcome anything because everything's always been given to them. So I almost, and it's, it shows us in the Bible too. It's like, look at all the major prominent figures in the Bible. They all came from like bad situations, most of them, yeah, right? Yeah. Like for instance, David, who slayed Goliath, he was the runt of the family, yeah. you know? And he overcame a giant. That was an archetypal story that you see in fantasy all the time. Where did it originate? From the story of David and Goliath. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, the people that had the worst, you know, are the ones that have the most strength because they had to, they had to go after this. They, they had to face the suffering, face the wave, the tidal wave that's coming in. Instead of run away from the wave, they faced it, and they yeah. stood strong and they braced their foot, and they said, "Come at me." Come yeah. at me. <laughs> and so I, I love that. Here's what I think people need to start re- recognizing. You see something that's wrong and you want to speak for, for people. Right. It's your job to become articulate, to, to speak fluently and articulate it and then know the levels of who you can talk to that actually make a change. Right. Because running naked in the street, screaming profanities about the system being horrible yeah. is not going to fix anything it's not consequential yeah yes and i want that I'm i f- want to hear everything because i don't know everything yeah but i want to hear i want to have conversations like this now like call me a cynic um but I, I i truly do believe mostly just based on like shit i've seen um examples of things i've seen growing up and what have you is like in the real world like goliath wins you know what I mean? The giants control the playing field. You know, I like you know because I'm I'm real big on the Matrix, but like, yes, there's 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 no Neo for the Agent Smiths of this world. Yes, there are. There are for us personally, like in our own personal lives, but yeah. like on on a grand scale, it's just like you know the people with the power call the shots, and so it's like as it stands, as it always has. You know what I mean? It's like unless the entire village decided that they were going to act together to overthrow a corrupt king, you know, and even so they got to overcome, you know, all of his resources to actually get to him. Um, the castle walls, the guardsmen, and you know, all this other stuff is like, cause at the end of the day, like people in power will do anything to stay there. Oh, they will. And so it's like, and they, and because they, they're, they have that status, like there's no incentive for human decency you know what I mean? Which is like, I get it. You know what I mean? Like you, I mean, especially if you worked for it, you earned it yourself. You don't owe, you don't owe the world shit. I'm a firm believer in that. I, I do not believe in, I believe in social responsibility to the degree that you're actually involved in your community. To what degree are you involved in your community? It's like, especially with like entertainers. Mm-hmm. I had a guy doing an interview that I was watching. It's like, you don't feel like that as as someone of your status that you have like a social responsibility to present like a more a more positive you know like image he was like i have a social responsibility as an entertainer to entertain yeah and he was like that's where it starts and stops for me and so it's like oh you know we got billionaires in america who are a product of this free market you know what i mean they made their way for themselves a lot of them and it's like no they don't owe us anything but i mean 
across the board when it all when it all came down to it you feel like the percentages aren't relative you know what i'm saying when it's like you're looking at the the middle lower class like our percentages get taken out and we're looking at it like damn that's we consider the dollar amount that's missing and so it's like but the system considers the percentages that we're owed or that we owe to it as opposed where it's like oh when we're talking about people with billions of dollars that have you know entire corporations that it's like oh they supply jobs yeah it's like, that in a third so all like, facts all facts but it's like with them it's like oh well they're 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 five percent is literally millions of dollars more than your 33 percent it's like i'm trying to hear that shit i'm missing a third of my check like you know what i mean like and so that and, and like it's there's a logical argument to be made against that but at the same time it's hard to for the people going through it for the people experiencing it it's hard to i said earlier we don't want to hear that shit like i'm trying to eat i think but i think like like we talked about earlier things are a lot more complex and for one you don't really know those those types of those people that are up there there are people that are malevolent that are a part of the one percent but let's look at bill gates right yeah everyone like everyone's all like it's Bill Gates, dude. He's like the he's one of the he's one of the most wealthiest people in the world, Ever, right? Yeah. What is he doing with his with his wealth? He gives well, a shit ton of it away. He does, <laughs> like and a not lot. Even that, but he decided he wanted to tackle the five most the biggest diseases, yeah, across the world. Like he that's his, that's what he's doing. But no one looks at that. They just look at he's a billionaire, multi million, multi billionaire. Like, yeah, yeah, and he's an asshole. Because he's a part of the top. No. How you make change? Well, you got to have capital. Resources. You got to have resources to create it. So. Or to facilitate it. We want to make a change or we find someone else that's up there that's doing things that are malevolent that don't need to be there. It's our personal responsibility. There's always a hero that'll rise up or a collective hero. You have to become competent to be able to face that yeah. though. in every archetypal story in yes. fantasy they have to find the sword they have to find the power they have to look within themselves to find the resolve they have to do all this before they can face the dragon right so it's i funny. don't agree with you saying the, that it's never going to change things because that's the, that's a defeat of the defeatist oh, I, I believe it will i believe it will it will I, change I don't, I don't ever feel like we'll have will exist in a society where, you know, there aren't people pulling the strings. No, there will never be a perfect That society. don't necessarily have, like, you know, the interest of the people at heart. I think that we get... We, and I don't... We, and to, in my mind, that's not even perfect. You know what I well, mean? Well, let's look it's back. Just, it's just just... Back when mind. there were empires. Well, let's look back into the 40s and, and 45s. There was a world, world war, too, you know? Yeah. That was a totalitarian, oppressive, possible... Like, there is a show that I was watching called High Castle. I remember that shit. Yeah. It was as if the Axis powers won. Mm -hmm. And it's set in, like, the 60s, I think. And I really, really liked it because it kind of showed that there wasn't really a a jump. Because I I thought it was still the 40s. No, this was just 20 years later. But the ingenuity Mm -hmm. didn't progress as far as it really was in the 60s now. And I really, whoever whoever made that show or wrote that book, because it was based off of a book, I think, or series. So smart. One thing I, I say, we progress. Exam- yeah. Oh, for sure. It's easy to, to look sure. at the negatives in our life right now and be like, there is no hope. 
Yeah. We're all going to die. <laughs> like, I, but I feel like but it's, looking at history, you see the progressing. Yeah. And you see the moral standard become more relevant and prevalent. Yeah. But you also see people trying to manipulate it for their own gain. I feel like, I don't it like that. should not be as hard for as it has been, as I've seen in my short 27 years on this planet, for the moral standard to take precedence. I feel like it should not be as hard. We've definitely... Well, you have to establish, and that's the problem. We, we, well, that's we don't know where morality comes from. Even even back in, like, you know, like I was talking about, like, the civil rights yeah. movement. You know what I mean? Like, we want to be treated with human decency like yeah. that was that was the precedence and people were like absolutely not this well, is the like, way things have always been like the, the deal is like the foundation of that is okay where does this need for human decency come from where does that morality come from if you don't know where it comes from or we don't collectively have at least a basis of where it comes from fr foundationally if everyone's if everything is relative then everything is meaningless and that's when we're kind of wrapping it back around to like the nihilist idea. Right. Or, right. you know, all these other things. It's like people, we're living in a society now where it's starting to go that way. It's like your truth, my truth. No, yeah. it, there is the truth. Either you're right and I'm wrong or I'm right and you're wrong or we're both wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I'm sorry. That's just, that, that is the reality For of sure. the world that we live in. So now, we before we used to have like, religious basis right and that was like for me personally being a christian i know where it started i know like and i and i say that like you know i know that's a that's a lot it's a big statement that's a true statement yeah i'm saying that i know but i personally like felt it seen it understand its utility and its action in the world that it's our choices and it's people that mess it up right but the basis is the morality started with God and it started with, and Jesus really showed it because he decided to come down as a human, live out a life and then die in the worst possible manner that was known in the times. Right. To show how much he really cared and to present that morality. That's the basis that we used to have that we were founded on relatively founded on in the West. That's the basis. So when you're arguing about it on a moralistic standpoint and no one agrees on the basis, right. then you go nowhere. You're just you're you're firing at a target where you don't know where the target is. You're you're shooting shots in the dark. Right. So we all to make things changing, instead of screaming, we need to start talking about these kinds of things. Where do we base our morality? That's what matters. Once we can all come to an understanding of where that was and where it is, then we can start understanding each other and seeing everyone's perspective right that's where i'm that's where i'm coming from i feel like shit just got very gray like even especially like like even when i was in high school like i have friends whose parents like taught them according to their belief system that like um dating outside of your race was an abomination that's so stupid. They perpetuated, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you know what I mean. But it's like that's what they were taught. That's what their grandparents taught them. You know what I mean. And it's, so it's like there's this, and so it's like when say that's why there's the Good Samaritan story. By the way, I keep thinking you know about I mean? when I hear stuff like yeah. that. I'm like, I I remember these stories that are written in the Bible. It's so like I, I think, Jesus already spoke yeah. about this. <laughs> it's like you don't do that. The Good Samaritan is the perfect uh, like yeah scenario that shows you is like. 
this person is not supposed to be, he's supposed to hate those people. Yeah. You know, there's tribalism, but no, he loved them and he took care of them, took them, you know? And it's like, well, maybe they're just not that bad. Yeah. Because maybe they're all just freaking people, yep. <laughs> you know, like maybe we're all valuable. Anyway, I'm sorry. I cut you up. Go but ahead. it's not, it's not that easy for, for people who've been conditioned to believe otherwise, you know what I'm saying? To just see it that way. Yes. You know what I mean? Like even like my peers, they were obviously like a lot more open um to the idea some of them not so much like i've had guys approach me like yo dude don't call my house anymore my sister can't talk to black guys wow you know what i mean and then it's like i mean and really like be the same guys that perpetuate ideas that you know uh this uh what is it the uh the um the confederate flag is about heritage and uh, i don't know I'm I, like, I don't particularly care for the confederate flag like, because <laughs> I, I looking it's, back, like it was, it was the blue coats, man. It was the blue that actually they were actually the conservatives. They were uh, against slavery. They were they were more for individual identity and sovereignty, and they're standing against it. And yeah. so, like even Lincoln was a conservative. And I understand like, it. You listen and read everything that has to do with Lincoln. Right. This guy was a conservative guy. But like, it's people, I don't with enough with people yeah. standing behind a symbol, they can change its meaning. Yeah. It's what Hitler did with the swastika. Like, and so it was like he took something that represents unity and peace and he turned it sideways and said, this is a symbol of hatred now. That's awesome. And, and enough people stood behind that? that idea to where like if you use the original symbol, that's all they can still see. You are absolutely right. And there is something that I want, I, I've said once and I really think that it, it would have a lot of utility for you if I said right. that. Right. So, People have always asked, like, you know, why did the devil have to be the devil and everything like that? Okay, I could go into that. But, so, Lucifer, right, was the head of the choir right. in heaven. Became, you know, like, I want to be on the same level as God or supersede him. Yeah. So, a third of the angels fell after his rebellion. Okay, he falls. Satan, in biblical terms, cannot create anything. All he can do is pervert what is already created. So right. think of it that way. All the evil people and all the evil injustice took something that was good and then perverted it and made it bad. Right. That's that for me that's mind blowing. What do you do when that perversion becomes the the norm though? Like when it when it becomes the standard, you know what I mean? Cuz like yeah. I said like the, the Well, what about the N-word? The teaching, <laughs> yeah, like, I know <laughs> Brown over here picked up, but it's like no, like that was that was a that was a horrible thing. Yeah, right. Why is it yeah. still being used? Because language, the context of language changes over time. The context changed. Yeah, and it became more of a positive now. Right. It's it's an almost an endearing way of. Yeah. Uh, not for me. I can't use it obviously. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. but uh, what I'm the trying context, to say is like yeah. I've had a lot of arguments with people about about you know that that type of language yeah and they've been like no we should just like stop saying it it's like something that's already something that's been created cannot be uncreated yeah. right so it's there and it's transitioning into something that's not used derogatory derogatory yeah it's used in a way of addressing somebody of the same mindset or at least the same culture right right and it's, it's that's why and that, it, it took me a little bit because I'm, I'm a white dude so yeah. i was like I don't understand it. I think it's bad. Why should they be? Why should they be like? Why should this right. language be there? And then I started really, really sitting down and being still and thinking about it. Cultural context. It needs it. It it's there, and it's you took something that was horrible and you made it, and you decided. So you can do it both yeah. ways, is what I'm saying with the swastika yeah, and stuff for like sure. that. It's like 
now I don't see the swastika ever transitioning to something that's positive. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like, yeah, symbols like that and words and language. Yeah, for sure. Look at, go ahead. What you got, Brown? Brown showed up guys, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) No, No, you have any more camels? Yeah, go ahead. It's right here. It's right here. Move this thing in in between. I was just going to say, we talked about that with streetwear. We said how streetwear used to scare a bunch of people, and now it's the biggest fashion trend. Can't yeah. get enough of it. Can't escape it. It's everywhere. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I just thought that, that that was really interesting to me whenever we were talking about. And I know that's a very contentious thing to talk about, like, you know, language yeah, and yeah, like that. Sure. But, I mean, obviously, I'm, I don't use it because it doesn't apply to me. You know, so it's like, why would I even use it? If I was ever going to use it, it'd probably be in a derogatory fashion, you know, unless I was like really good friends with somebody and they were right. just all like, yeah, let's, let's do that. Like, but I mean, you can't, but you see where I'm coming, you see where I'm going with it. Absolutely. The, I, the, the, especially with something like that, there's a cultural context is everything. It's like, yes. yo, I don't understand why they can. Well, yeah, stop right there. Cause you don't understand. You know what I mean? This yes. is, yeah. this is something that's culturally significant yeah to the to the demographic that it relates to and so it's like but um a lot of people just aren't comfortable with that idea they're just like no like we're we're all americans and at the same time but it's like well you know but we're all different and that's what makes america awesome black black culture is the cornerstone of american culture yeah, it's highly and, influential and yes. american culture is the pop culture of the world mm-hmm. i've seen fucking Japanese Korean dudes you know what I mean take a a, a curl sponge to their hair yeah. to have their shit look like mine you know what I mean With like braids and everything yeah, yeah we're everywhere like the influence is, is everywhere and so it's like I feel like it's it's so strange and the impact on culture in America like how we have always been like you know ingrained in the the not just the the history or the narrative that is a map like we like people of color built the fucking country like literally and so it's wild that even today the most prominent most influential most iconic figures in entertainment and many facets of shit like sports music a lot of areas especially in the businesses related to those you know what i mean like yeah there was a who was it i think it was the rizza from from wu-tang yeah yeah. he he signed the group to a major deal and the group had all these members in it but the group was the only one that's bound to the major label but now he has the platform for everyone to put out independent individual projects yeah. business moves like that had never been done exactly. they almost thought it was illegal really yeah, yeah because it because it was just something generation. yeah because you signed one person you signed, signed a group and then and he was such you a broke but, up the group but, but still it's still a group yeah like, no, we're still coming together each individual but, artist yeah. was entitled to pursue their own uh individual and they already had a platform that had been provided to them yeah, by but they a can major also label. collab which that still is a yeah, group they yeah were all so i can first. see how people would think that yeah. well we got to individually sign these people because there's more money in that to individually sign yeah. these people but now that's actually a very that's a smart move those are the kind of things that are going to make yeah. change though yeah. That's what makes change and really. No, Rizzo it, it, was a genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's just, that's, that's, he that's knew he was going to succeed before they even got as big as they did. Yeah, 
No, when it comes to the black community, I think that there's so there's so much potential. There really is. Like yeah. you're right. Yeah. The black Be community leads the world in not just entertainment, but culture. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Like For it's sure. highly influential. We were watching this show, uh what was it? What was it called? Rhythm and flow. Rhythm and Rhythm flow. Rhythm yeah. and flow. I don't agree with a lot of stuff that they were talking about. Yeah, like, thank God. Such a for instance, uh, I love like speed rap. Not a good rap. You know what I mean? I like speed rappings like Denzel yeah. Curry, Twista, like those, uh, those, though that right there is yeah. like that's so hard. And something that like Cardi B said, she said like it's very easy to rap, but it's it's uh it's really it's a lot harder to to make a song. And I was like, uh, no, no. Make a hit. that's what it was. It's, no, it was a song. Some, yeah. So uh, everyone can rap, but not many people can make a song. I don't agree with that. It's I facts. think that that's, it's very easy to make a song, but to rap, yeah, you have to be a talent. lyricist. You have to understand. You have to be you have to have a, yeah, a pretty have high vocabulary and you have to be very, very quick intellectually. Yeah. So the, the intellect is there. Yeah. People try to think of like people that are biased. Try to look at the black community and be like, they're just not, they're just not smart. Like, no, yeah. they're actually some of the smartest people the I've ever met. Yeah. It's just that they're not devoting themselves into that, that progression that would lead them to make change. And there are people that say like, oh, you know, just like TV music is, is subjective. It's a matter of opinion, which to an extent I do agree with, but art in every form it has definitive metrics um yes and the utilization of those metrics is there what is creates line. good there's, art yeah there's song I mean? structure and so like, like yeah a good song follows a song structure right right there's guys like uh i mean i see guys like come up on my feet all the time like they kick these crazy radio freestyles or whatever but it's like i would yeah this shit was really fire but i would never buy that dude's album Right. Because he he doesn't structure songs. He mm -hmm. he can't create a narrative, something to engage you to communicate a message. You know what I mean? I it's know like, exactly what you mean. Uh, yeah. A lot of it is just lyric. I know what you mean. It's like lyrically flexing and just uh, having your little. Yeah. It's it's just it's to show off your ability to rap, but the song itself is worthless. It's it's nothing that you would play. If you were by yourself at your house, it's just something to show, like, I know what I'm doing. I got this rhythm down. I got this whole cadence down. But as far as a well thought out track, piece by piece where everything fits, this is not that. Like, yeah, I agree with you. And, I, and there's something, there's one song that has always been like my favorite and it's a rap artist and you may like or dislike, I don't care. Yeah. It's Logic. I don't, and I don't like. I, I know <laughs> you're probably like. Rapper. Yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. you're a white dude, and you like Logic. I've heard that before. Logic's but black. no, there's, yeah, there's Logic is black, but he's like. <laughs> but here's. But I know. I don't he care. He suffers about, through colorism. Here, listen, you know, he like, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me Just like what you said. Yeah. Just like I've ever seen that shit happen. Just like what you said. It's like you you focus too much on the artist instead of the music. Yeah. I'm talking about the music. There's one song. Yeah, Logic. And it's called Silver Spoon. You may have heard it. It nah. is, it had so much structure in it, yeah. and it, almost to the point where it was like, I just thought it was beautiful, I just thought it was a beautiful song, and I loved it, and like, I got so, I listened to that song so much to where I actually, I could rap it, 
and I can't rap anything, <laughs> you know. But I could, I, I memorized everything about that song because I just thought it was so great. And it had the the breaks where it had melody, and then it had rap, and then it had all these different elements in a structure that was built. That is pure. That's music, man. That's what it should be. It shouldn't just be chaos. It's it's chaotic within its order. You know, but the found, foundationally it has to have order or else it's just chaos and it's just empty noise. It's like artists bound by metrics. Yes. It's like everything else, man. Like We uh, all follow something. It's right. just figuring out what is it that we're actually following by exactly. and understanding it before we can actually fully assert ourselves in the world. and Absolutely. And live. That's why I love Cole. Like J. Cole, like he's his, he spent years cultivating the craftsmanship of structuring a song it's like very educated the, man the central idea yeah absolutely yeah. central idea his hook you know what i mean like they he's like yo this is a theme that i'm gonna be talking about you know what i mean and it's like he would make that central idea something melodic because our our brains inherently record yeah melody better than any other kind of you know we process shit through melody better than any other form of like information yeah ain't that the any truth. other medium so it's <laughs> I like wish it wasn't that way. like twinkle twinkle little star has the exact same melody as our abcs and that's why we can memorize you couldn't have learned that wow. shit and i just thought that yeah. in my head and i was like oh you're not wrong there <laughs> you actually impressive it would have been so much more difficult to memorize 26 letters in a specific order if it didn't coincide with the melody yes you know what i mean that's so strange the psychology behind that i actually need to do some research on that and so like with the way like cole communicates his ideas especially with you know themes that are a lot more like personable stuff that's or like social justice like related you know what i mean or just like the perspective of a, a specific person or a demographic of people and the the struggles that they deal with whether it's just like you know for, from his own you know pov or you know, telling someone else's story. And yeah. so like... But he puts it in, in melody to where yeah. he can Creates, express it enough to where it will be received. Right. By Creates the those cadences yeah. and those switches. Like I've... Yeah. There's a... Which is why, like I really do respect a lot of artists who can like rap, not just rap fast, mm -hmm. but like I understand what it takes to construct cadences. And that is beyond impressive like for for the likes of guys like logic joiner hell tech nine oh, like yeah, those Kendrick dudes Lamar. like yeah oh my god yeah, yeah like that dude experiments so much with his yeah. sound it's incredible yeah. got me breathing with dragons i cracked the egg in your basket your bastard i'm Marilyn manson with magic i just imagine the magic i like to ask is don't ask for your favorite rapper he did like and it was just like that whole thing was a flex but it was like yeah. it was melodic the cadence was literally like yep. doing and this you know what i mean like popped out at you yeah. every word no matter how many syllables it had you just heard it well even listening to that i heard there there was a lot of emphasis on a specific yeah uh sound sound oh and and then words popped out yeah. within that line that it's it's and crazy it's almost like um it's like it's it's like a puzzle almost yeah. well it's not really but it's like a it's like a code because you have all these words and they all make a conscious thought but then yeah. you have keywords yeah. so if you yeah if they you're all walk, looking at it linearly places. this one pops yeah. out this one pops out this one yeah. pops out. those just those say exactly what was yeah. said but yeah. all that was said is still 
like relevant and so i love that and that's what i'm saying that that's highly intellectual and beautiful yeah it and, sucks too uh, I, I love it whenever you brought up to me i didn't actually watch that ben shapiro thing that yeah. when he was talking he said I, that i, I don't was agree. just about to get yeah, into I don't like that rap. I, and i was like i think that rap is very misrepresented with people who don't yeah. actively listen to rap this because guy, a lot of guys are, are yeah. lazy writers and they don't put the time in they rather just go to the um most common themes they they're very lazy with it they're uninspired they want to listen to what's hot on the radio right now and just recreate it with their own slight different noise that's it yeah and i think that's probably why he has a uh he didn't look into it that's the deal I was like dude he was ben talking Shapiro about he doesn't, doesn't talk to black people man well, no no no, no, no hear me out hear me he out does. hear me out i'm not basing it just off of that one video he wrote a fictional book i forgot what it's called it's 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 the Patriot something. I'll have to I have to pull it up on my phone. But uh man, that's Matt's a different podcast, but uh yeah. he has we're probably gonna wrap no, this up. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'll I'll let me put a let me put a cap on it. Uh he has a few black characters in his fictional novel and they just talk like they're from the fifties, even though the book takes place in twenty nineteen. It just makes absolutely no sense. Like they the way that he, uh, the imagery that he uses on his black characters and the way that they speak to one another, and and even the characters themselves have this natural corruption to them in his novel, and it's just, that dude, I don't know. I think that he's one of those guys who has a token black friend that he just has <laughs> just to say that I'm not racist. I agree that there is probably, well, not probably, but there is You Could you honestly look there at me and tell me, me that Ben Shapiro understands black culture, though? No, I never said that. Yeah, I yeah. Never, yeah. I never said that. But I don't think that you should throw away everything that he says. No, no, absolutely of, not. No, I'm not going to penalize it for him. I mean, yeah. he he probably has a good understanding of what he of and what I he grew that's up what, around. That's, what, that's what's yeah. the most valuable is like you can like you. We were talking about this in the very beginning. This is the perfect way to wrap this up too. In the very beginning, you can love somebody's like what they say and what yeah. they do, their art. Yeah. But you can disagree with it. Certain aspects, absolutely. Like when you were talking about The Office, you love The Office. You watched yeah. all nine seasons, but there yeah. were specific things that you were critical of. You're like, I don't really like that, or I don't agree with that. Yeah. That's when you know yeah. you're an individual thinker, and that you're objective. No, is whenever and... you can. I can like a lot of things that Ben Shapiro says. I think that he has. He's very factual. Yeah. And, but I do recognize his blind spots because I also recognize mine, and that's why I like to have these kinds of conversations so that I can be educated and understanding. Whether I accept it or not, that's a process. Yeah. But I can at least listen. No, I understand that. I agree with it. We should never discredit anybody for where they lack at. And with that being said, I don't think Ben Shapiro should lose his platform or anything just because he's not very familiar with black culture. But I think that he took a bold step speaking about rap music without yes. understanding black culture. Yeah. I, I know, I know what you mean. And the funny thing is that they have like this round table thing that on the on one of his podcasts in the, in the Daily Wire, and like Michael Knowles is there, and then a couple other guys. Yeah, and they bash him all the time for those comments too. Like they're like, well, you know, like they said something about like rap. They said something about a song that came out. I was like. Sorry, Ben Shapiro won't know it about this. And he's just like, oh my gosh. And they're, they're all laughing at him at his expense. And he's like yeah. totally cool with it. He's like, no, you're right, you're right. But it's yeah. like, that's the deal. You don't you don't ever listen. No one listens. They get offended. And they don't listen to the person after the fact. Yeah. It's like, it's like not necessarily an apology, but recognizing that 
this was a blind spot and I exactly. was not correct. It, it's like walking into a barber shop and a guy may know how to give a quality fade, but he doesn't know how to braid hair. So if you're going in there to get braids, you're not going to go to that guy. It doesn't mean he's a bad barber. It just means he doesn't know how to braid hair for crap. Bro, dude, I'm not going to, I'm not trying to make light of anything, but that, it just reminded me of a story that I actually have. Um, this one time when I was in South Georgia, um, I needed to get a haircut before I came in. Well, Sunday, the uh, on-base hair, you know, cutting place yeah. was not, like, it wasn't open. So I was like, I need to go get a haircut, but I don't, I'm too lazy to go, like, into town because it's, like, 30 minutes, right? right? So, like, five minutes from my house, there is a barber shop. I'm talking, like, straight, like, you know, black, brown... Yeah barbershop and i i was like dude i've I never been to a barbershop, barbershop before <laughs> no, I, know, right? and I was like and i mean i have nothing against it i was like dude i've never been to a barbershop before i'm gonna go over there and see if they can line me up real good you know what i mean like yeah. i hear great things and so i get in there and this it's it, and this place had like just opened too and i just yeah. saw they just had like an, a grand opening sign and everything like that so i walk in there and it's like you know it's they're obviously getting things together but they're open for business right, right. and i get in there and this guy like uh i sit down and he's just kind of like He's got these like big eyes, like he's he's freaked out. And I thought it was because like what he freaked out because there's a white dude that coming to get a you know a haircut. No, I figured out after the haircut that <laughs> this guy has never cut a white dude's hair before. Yeah, and it is. So I was just different. about to say that I've been because I've been taught to be <laughs> real to finicky. Say, I got my haircut and that. then Monday I got laughed at and went to the bar. <laughs> Went to, the, went to the haircut yeah. shop to fix it up. And that doesn't guy, mean he's a bad barber. It just means he's not familiar with your yeah, hair texture. Yeah, he was familiar. And I was exactly, like, yeah. the guy, the, the, and I was like, this guy, he, and, he was and that does. He was like, you know, he had some flair to it. And I liked yeah. it. But the hair just like, it didn't fit you. It wasn't didn't right know, for you. Yeah. You know, like, it's just, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't And I was like, I loved it though. I thought it was a great experience because I was talking with him about a whole bunch of stuff and it was great. But just the haircut of itself just didn't work, man. <laughs> yeah. That's, and that's, that's a great, that's a great situation to throw in there. Because he he shouldn't lose his barber's license or anything like no, that. I think that. But people was, should be warned that yo, I'm not very familiar with this yeah. hair texture. Well, he was obviously like really freaked out because yeah. like, his eyes are wide and he was like he was yeah, like kind of shaky about stuff. And then yeah, uh, he's me having a bad talk and he was just all like, ah, oh, this dude's chill. It'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. And then like yeah, then they actually he didn't he didn't charge me either. But I gave him a tip. I paid for. I, basically, I gave him exactly how much the, the it would have cost. Yeah. And then he was like, thanks for coming for the grand opening, you know, or trying to start yeah. it up. I was like, yeah, dude, don't, don't give me no free stuff. Here you go. Like, yeah. this is for you. You pocket that. Thank you. And my hair was fucked up. <laughs> it was, yeah. But I was like, I walked out with a smile on my face yeah, because, yeah. like, dude, like, I, I had an experience and this is going to be a great story. So, anyway, yeah. do you have anything to close this out here, man, JP? Uh, well, um, nothing that comes to mind, really. It's been fun. As always, it's always a um, pleasure. I think uh, it was a it was a myriad of things that got covered today. I know um, that's what I love. Our yeah, conversations. <laughs> I really I really appreciate it, man. It's always a pleasure. Um, I'm here every day. Yeah, <laughs> you come I'm, through, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you want to talk about something meaningful. I got yeah, you for but sure. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. If you, you want to uh, give a shout out, or you want to actually reach out to JP. Go ahead and tell us where they can find you and what they can listen to, all everything. Yeah. Just promote yourself a little I bit. I can be, uh, well, my website is ibjthep.com. That's I-B-E-J-T-H-E-P. 
dot com. Uh, mixtape is available for sale. You can preview the whole thing before you listen to it, or at least thirty seconds of each track before you before you buy it. Um, also, there's merch. We got Effort Zero One shirts out now. Um, working on getting hats popping real soon. So yeah, Effort Zero One is the name of the album. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's dope. It's dope. All right. So for me personally. You can find me. You can find me on Facebook, Trent Colton Cassaberry. Honestly, I like because I throw out the email. But if you want to like direct message me, go right ahead. Yeah. Also, you can, if you want to give like a specific shout out, you can email the podcast at the Lost Owl Podcast at yahoo.com. You can find this episode and all the other episodes on Spotify under Lost Owl Podcast and Apple Podcasts under the same name. And yeah, that's basically it. Do you have anything you want to say before we close this out, Brown? Uh, I just got here, but uh, <laughs> you can follow me in a local podcast near you. But uh, which is essentially just mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. But yeah. that's all I had to say. All right, thank you guys for coming out. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye bye.